Hello again, and welcome to Laundromat Insights. I'm your host, Randy Radke. Well, we're going to hit on it today. Supply chain disruption, spare parts issues, we, we've dealt with them in virtually every aspect of our lives. Now we're going to hit on it from a laundromat perspective. I'd like to welcome to the program Ann Kornack, our General Manager of Spare Parts at Alliance Laundry Systems. Welcome to the show, Ann. Thanks, Randy. I'm really excited to be here. This is my first podcast, so thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Hopefully it's a good one. We won't, we won't put you too much on the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, this topic tends to, um, everyone in this, in this space tends to be in the hot seat. That's true. It seems to be uh, uh, definitely a flavor of the week, month, and maybe last nine months to a year. So we'll hit it. What, what is your background in parts? This is something that, that you have a ton of experience with. Yeah. So I come from actually the sewing machine industry. So as different as you may think the sewing machine industry is, it's still consumer durables, right? So we're still facing some of the same manufacturing challenges, some of the same logistics, transportation, supply chain challenges. I've spent the last 25 plus years in both spare parts, accessories, so some of the smaller attachment items that belong to products, so belong to actual machines, sewing machines. So a lot of what I call kind of high volume, high margin, but also a high SKU base. So when you're managing a high SKU base, which is what I've done my entire career, and by high SKU base, I mean over 10,000 SKUs, you really have to find easy ways of managing and dealing with those type of products and that many SKUs at one time. So tools are extremely important in this space. So how's the transition been to laundry equipment? Uh, how different is it? Are the challenges the same as what you've experienced in the past? So that's such a great question. It's interesting. There have been so many days when I say, oh my gosh, this is just, I'm, it's the same exact thing we were dealing with in the sewing machine industry. There's not, the products obviously are very different, right? And the path to consumer or end user is very different. But overall, the back end processes are extremely similar, right? So you're dealing with, OEM suppliers, manufacturing, and our own manufacturing, and also just trying to find, just like in any kind of high parts business, you're trying to find easier ways to manage the, the amount of inventory and also make it easier and faster to get to your customer, which is always the priority. Absolutely. So as, as you've had some time now to get your feet wet and uh, you're probably an expert in our industry now after, after how long has it been? Uh, five weeks. Okay. Yeah, for sure. An expert then. You, you got it now. Definitely an expert. Yeah. <laughs> so as you take a look at things, what headwinds are you seeing that are impacting obviously distribution and then that, that next step, the laundromat owner? Yeah. So first I want to talk kind of outside the industry, just the supply chain challenges and constraints overall. And everyone has felt this pain and I think everyone might even be sick of talking about it, but unfortunately it's still real and we aren't out of the woods yet. 
I'm talking about globally, right? We're still dealing with supply chain constraints. We're still dealing with long lead time products. We're dealing with transportation, with truck and rail. And rail is becoming, especially in the United States, becoming a new problem that's creeping up on us. We already had some constraints within just timing of getting rail across the country, but now we're dealing with a rail strike that could potentially create problems. And we're hoping that that is mitigated or not as big of a deal, but that is something that we have is a, is a real, what I call headwind that will hopefully not come to full fruition. But I think even at its current face value, it's going to create some challenges for us. And then the rising oil prices, right? Where even though that's starting to level out, they're still at an all-time high. And we obviously still have challenges, as everyone knows, in Eastern Europe. Europe, And it doesn't look like some of that is going away anytime soon. So cumulatively, all these factors kind of relate to higher prices on the back end, right? Like if I'm paying more as a company for transportation and, and uh, suppliers are increasing their parts prices because they're experiencing the same things, that just trickles down, right? I mean, it, it's just a fact yeah. of life that we're seeing basically in our, in our home life and, and elsewhere as well. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, as business owners, you kind of understand how it's getting to the home, right? Yeah. So think about increased oil prices. When anything takes longer to get, you know, whenever you have constraints within transportation, you're generally paying more money to get your products prioritized. And then again, with the issues with rail and truck, we're having to pay higher costs to get more people working. As you look at things, is there anything specific to our industry? I wouldn't say worse than any other industry. Honestly, when I first came in, I was actually surprised. And I know that there have been some other challenges within just Alliance with the, the move of the warehouse and things that create, has created some additional kind of timing constraints. But if I just look purely at the lead times, it was actually pretty impressive that our lead times are shorter than what I was used to in my prior industry. So, you know, honestly, my hat is off to the supply chain team because I think that they are managing that all the time and they're constantly trying to get our suppliers or our in-house production to look at ways to constantly be shortening those lead times. Obviously, if, if I'm a laundromat owner uh, sitting back home and listening to this podcast, when a machine is down, that's costing me money, right? Like I'm not making the turns, I'm not getting Absolutely. the revenue in. What type of advice would you offer that owner? Like what parts should they have on hand? How should they adapt their business for the current conditions? Yeah, Randy, that, that's a really great question. And that's also something that I'm looking at internally, but it's the same advice I give to myself as I'm trying to manage this business as I would give to the, the laundry owners. And that is a couple things. 
One is timely inventory, right? So by that, I mean, we need to look at what the high volume products are, the ones that I call bread and butter, and we need to make sure that we're never out of them. And as long as, and, and if we're both doing that, we're both looking at that collectively, then we know that the products that, I don't know, need replaced the most, I would say, most often, we all have those and we're prepared at all times. The other thing is, you know, having more intelligent data, which is really tricky. And this is a challenge that we in the industry face, but also our laundry owners face as well. And that is, you know, having that intelligence of knowing when is that product coming in? What is the inbound timing, um, which is critical, right, to your to our business? So A, my responsibility is to make sure that I provide visibility to when product is coming in. But really, the other facet of that is that the owner, the company owner of the laundromat or of the parts service centers, that they are aware, and I will be publishing kind of the top priority SKUs to make sure that we all have in hopes to help kind of reduce the pain of when something is taking longer to get here, that we have enough to get us through and be able to respond to the market faster. Would you say that's one of the immediate wins that this team has put together in that you're, you're filling that black hole, right? There's this seemingly an information vacuum, right? Like I ordered the part and it's not in but you're trying to remove that by saying, here's what the lead time is currently on that, you know, if it's not in stock, or here's the heavy movers that we have to allow more. That's a pretty big, uh, pretty big move, move forward. Yeah, and so right now, that, that was kind of my first charge, right, was to say, hey, we have to give these owners visibility so that they can make business decisions. And so that was kind of my first charge was to say, what do we have to do? I don't care if it's manual, but we have to give them visibility in these really long lead time parts. When are they coming? When can they expect them? How else are they going to be able to plan their business? And then the second thing is for, for me that I'm trying to solution is how do we do this less manually and more electronically so that I can just quickly and easily you know, every day that a, an owner wakes up and they look in their email, they'll see, hey, these products are on back order and here's when we're expecting. That is the goal. I do have a win story. So okay. I've been publishing that, that we had some parts that were not going to be in until late 20 or mid 2023. And again, our supply team worked extremely hard. And um, those products are coming in. So, and these are some of our highest backordered items that will be coming in. We'll be getting almost all of those backorders filled where we had been signaling not until 2023. That has moved up. So really great news. It's, it's really, you know, that, that proves when we all kind of focus and, and really work to drive to that common end that we can make things happen. For sure. And, and the other half of that is, is the communication, right? Like, uh, again, filling that void, letting people know what, what the lead times are. Hey, here's when you can, when you can expect to have it on hand.
So at the beginning, I promise not to put you in the hot seat, but but I'm I'm going to throw you a curveball anyway. What does the future like? We're sitting here. Uh, it sounds like the rail strike may be averted, which would be great news. Fuel prices are going ever slowly down. I don't know that they're uh, they're they're going to ever be where they were before. But is there an end in sight? I mean, what what do you see in the next year or so? Obviously, nobody has a crystal ball, um, but I do try to stay as close to this as possible. I think that, like I said before, we're not out of the woods, right? I think it's going to take probably a year for us to normalize. And when I say normalize, it may not be what we where we were exactly, but maybe not as extreme as where we are right now. But it is going to take us a little more time, and we kind of have to just lock arms and and try to find as many wins as we can through the process. I think the other thing, technology is going to be critical to help us to be able to respond and react faster. So I think as we look to the future, you know, those are all the things kind of behind the scenes that we're going to be looking to create. And the main goal Randy, is for us to create an environment for our customers to make it easier for them, obviously, to do business with us, but also easier for them to provide better service because they're the ones that are kind of boots on the ground, feet on the street. And so our part of our responsibility is to ensure that they have what they need in a timely fashion and as easily as possible, right, to take the best care of their customer with all of the Alliance products. Do you think we're in a better position than maybe some of our competitors uh, in terms of parts availability? What I see, and because that, that was kind of one of my first other things that I wanted to do in the beginning is to see how are we positioned versus the competition my little bit of research has shown that we've been responding faster to filling our back orders. So our percentage of back orders are reducing faster than some of our competition. Love hearing that. That's, that's fabulous news. And I know there's a lot of people out there listening who are, are shaking their heads and uh, probably applauding that statement. So that's great. Yeah, I really, you know, it's one thing I have to say, I, I was so impressed, which is part of why I wanted to come to Alliance and how devoted this company is to their customer and how the customer is always the priority. And in my previous life, that wasn't always the approach. And I'm just so honored to work for a company who prioritizes their customer. And I know sometimes customers don't always get to see that or feel that because there's a lot going on in the background, but it's, it's pretty impressive. Well, Ann, I'm going to give you the floor. Any, you, you have an audience of laundromat owners and possibly uh, prospective investors out there. Any any other comments you want to leave, leave them with before we close up shop? Again, what is so exciting to me about, about the future is that we're not looking at the business the way it's been looked at in the past. We're really looking to leverage technology to make us better in the future. And I don't just mean that technology from the 
logistics end, although that is extremely important because that's what provides us the visibility to give to the customer, but also from a product end. And I'm not going to say a lot more about that, Randy, in this call. Leave us Um, with a teaser, Anne. That seems highly unfair. I'm absolutely going to leave you with a teaser, but there's a lot of really great, exciting things coming down the pike. And um, I am thrilled to be here and to be a part of that future and that growth. Well, I guess that means that a year from now, we'll, we'll have you back and you can talk through all those things that you can't talk about now, right? <laughs> absolutely. I hope to come back before a year. Oh, so those projects are going to get fast tracked even better. I love it. And I'm going to, I'm going to, Paint you in a corner here. Make you make you respond quickly on that. Awesome. And well, thank you for joining us on on the broadcast. And thanks to our listeners. Uh, We'll see you next time on the Laundromat Insights Podcast. Thanks, Randy.